And that's why you should always put down a deposit. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Wright. You guys may notice that there's a fancy, dancy little uh, enhancement to your podcast experience. It's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed this, but all of those went up today. I went ahead and updated them. And we're talking about, of course, new art. New artwork. So um, Dan and I have been talking about it for a little bit. Uh, I don't think it's you know a huge mystery that I came up with the original branding out of necessity, and I hated it pretty much since day one. <laughs> and um, wanted to find a fun uh, way to judge it up and... Thanks to our very generous patrons, we had a little bit of uh, budget to do that. So I reached out to a guy named Chris Wright, who is an Atlanta-based artist who I've been a fan of for a huge period of time, and said, hey, can you make obnoxious-looking artwork for our podcast? He's like, yeah, I can do that. Hmm. So he did. And uh, what you are seeing now in the podcast platform of your choice and also in all of our socials and uh, on YouTube is uh, the fruits of his hard work. Um, basically, we we loved his artwork so much that both Dan and I have commissioned him separately. Like, hey, can you just make a me? Right. Yeah. Just a separate me. Just a One separate, me separately I, yeah. from everybody else. Just need a me. So... Um, if you want to check out Chris's work or you want to hit him up for uh, for your own stuff, check out chrismakesart.com. His slogan is one of my favorites of all time. His slogan is, if you can dream it, you can pay for it. Genius. That's Which genius. is just an amazing way to uh, to sell yourself. It is. It is. I'll tell so you. We've been just having, we've been having a lot of fun just like talking back and forth about stuff. Yeah. Just, uh, just a good dude. He's a good dude. I've I've now been talking to him a little bit about the the just me version, and yeah, super mm-hmm. good dude. I really enjoy, by the way, that you know I'm I'm a I'm a patron of some people on Patreon, and I like just abstractly supporting them. Um, mm-hmm. But I enjoy here that there is a concrete piece of output that they've funded yeah. for us. You know, like I like being able to say, "Look, you bought this." And it's going to mm-hmm. be, we got, you know, a version of it that's right for the group header and a f- version for the page header and a version for YouTube and like all of the places you need art. We had them build just the right sizes. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a whole big, um, overhaul of our look. Yeah. And I feel like it's much more true to like, you know, the, who we are Yep, and like our branding and stuff. I will say this for all of you who are just now seeing this, the original version had an iPad uh, in the shot yeah. and I thought it was genius, but Dan was like, I'm not so sure. And, and then all the patrons uh, came down hard on it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like the perfect way to just like kind of shake the fist at all of the, uh, yeah. all the people out there. But no, I think we, 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 we sucker the people in and then we hit them with the iPads once they're listening. Yeah. To cooler podcast. heads prevailed for sure. Yeah. So, um, all that being said, how was your week going? My week's been good. I've, I've, uh, I've not done much. I have now organized. Um, so, you know, so I've, I've been playing this acoustic trivia thing, alternating mm-hmm. weeks at two different locations yep. of the same taproom company, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one here in Greensboro and one in Lexington, North Carolina, which is about half an hour south of here. And um, the person who books in the Greensboro tap room just changed. And this has just been a revolving door. This, this, this seat has not been occupied for more than three months, I think. Yeah. And this has been like the year where service positions are going to turn over oh, quite a bit. Yeah, people are coming in and out of the business. All, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Very chaotic. So yeah. the thing apparently the new guy was charged with was stability. Mm. And that's just not, I mean, that is a fool's errand in terms of booking music. That's, you know, you're going to have some people who are reliable and really deliver, but even my really great nights, which were some of the best things that they've done in that tap room, some of them were freaking massive and some of them had like eight people and that's, that's just the nature of it. Right. So his move, what he offered, um, was to bust me down to one night a month and then like really market it well. And I'm game. It's fine. Okay. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Good. Because the, well, the ones in Lexington have been bugging me to go every week forever. So okay. that's what we're doing. Now yeah. I'm in Lexington every week and then once a month in 
Greensboro, which is fine. And then, um, and then the, the former manager there, the first turn of that revolving door is opening his own thing just down the street on his yeah. own, his own license, his own lease, his own business. Um, and, uh, the duo, the acoustic duo was playing his grand opening. So okay. that got booked today and that's all official. And so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's good. It's good. So things are moving. Things are moving. And, you know, our, our case numbers here are starting to get back to sort of early December levels to where I'm comfortable being out in public again. Um, mm-hmm. Not that after three vaccines and actually having COVID, I wasn't probably already safe, but still, it just <laughs> felt weird. Um, sure. And so now that's not feeling so weird anymore. And I yeah, kind of feeling like maybe we can get back to business. Okay. So that's my week. What have you been up to? So this past week has been um, busy from an inquiry standpoint. We've been, I've been doing a lot of advancing and I, I kind of like uh, mentioned it last week that like, there's been a lot of like, Hey, I need you for this. Mm. Never mind. Hey, I need you for this. Never mind. Well, the funny thing is, is that one of the things that was like, this is a sure thing has completely fallen through. And one of those, Oh wait, never minds has come back around and is now back in play. So How about that? um we're just kind of riding the wave. You know, this is this is a um it's a weird season to be confirming stuff, but we're just trying to uh be as flexible as we can. Uh our next actual like event is prepping for a live band karaoke deal at the um beginning of March, which is more like the end of February. So uh we're kind of in the throes of that. In the midst of that, um, an energy drink company approached uh, me about bringing the pop punk group in for something that they're doing and um, doing some promo there. So uh, that all got confirmed today. That's good. And that's happening in two weeks. Um, is there a sponsorship opportunity there? It Well, it kind of is. They're, they're going to be pressing all of this on their channels. Um, and the kind of the, the, the crux of the situation was that they wanted initially to reach out to members only. They didn't have a whole lot to offer as far as like, I mean, that's, that's an established group that doesn't really need a lot of push out in the marketplace. Um, but warped did, and it was kind of like in, I, I I was able to kind of convince them that like, Hey, this is like a younger uh, more receptive audience. Maybe this is like an angle to take and it exchange it as opposed to doing something for, you know, cash and prizes. Um, they've got a facility that is very close to my house that I am, um, interested in potentially using for some stuff for, you know, this channel. Cool. Maybe as a place to do, um, in-person, in-town interview stuff. Sweet. And they've got the infrastructure to do that kind of thing. So um, we're just kind of hammering out the specifics. And it's it's just kind of one of those random irons in the fire that I've been kind of pursuing, but not like getting my hopes up. But mm-hmm. it looks like things are kind of moving. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. Awesome. Um, and we haven't mentioned this on the podcast before, but I was approached by uh, the guy who does Couch Riffs, the YouTube channel and the podcast mm-hmm. about doing a collaboration with them. And I'm going to be providing vocals for one of their upcoming covers. And I don't know if there's going to be some sort of cross-pollination with their podcast, or whatever. Cool. Um, all that stuff's still up in the air. But it's been kind of cool. Like, we've been doing a lot of the content-y, creation-y things for a while now and it's starting to feel like we've got maybe just a little bit of wind to mm-hmm. our backs and mm-hmm. some cool stuff is kind of materializing so awesome yeah and um <laughs> you know talking about the topic we wanted to talk about this week the there is a uh, an accompanying video that'll be out on youtube tomorrow uh it is clocking in at just under 10 minutes which is the longest scripted thing i have ever done nice and uh my computer is furious <clears throat> but we are optimistic that it's going to uh it will encode it and you'll be good to go and so um how much how much uh uh, does the length of the scripted piece dramatically impact your production effort like the labor of it how how does that shake out it's more of a thing where i i've been trying different workflows and again i this is inside baseball a little bit but um i want to be able to shoot in 4k and in 4k being exponentially larger than yeah 1080 um, means that the files are exponentially larger and it just takes longer for 
the processing and the rendering and all of that. And I just got a notification that my, you know, <laughs> my hard drive is full. And so I've, <laughs> I'm in the process of moving things around so that I can finish doing that. The, the segments complete is like edited, like the beginning, middle and end have been determined. There's just, you know, titles and mm. additional zhuzhy graphic-y things that need to be added. So. Gotcha. But yeah, that's the, you know that's the the main topic of this week, and and something that uh, I I've been talking about a lot. You know, we've we've definitely been in the mental health kind of lane for a couple of weeks, and that makes sense because things have been a little chaotic in my life. But at least I can say I know I had some people reach out and say, "Hey, man, are you okay?" He's like, "Yes, I'm fine." Um, <laughs> all the things that have been a little out of uh, out of whack have kind of realigned themselves. So. I am back amongst the, amongst the living and a little less distracted. Um, so uh, this week, though, is 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 another one of those topics, and I think it's something that all of us could totally relate to, whether we have been guilty of doing them or uh, been uh, privy to uh, bad activity or bad actors in our musician experience. Yep, let's jump into it. All right, so this week, uh, the video topic on youtube is the top five toxic mindsets of musicians but since this is more of a long-form conversation i figure we just kind of go a little bit wider than that so earlier this week on tiktok i was just like hey musicians what are what do you consider a toxic mindset that plagues the musician community and uh people were not bashful (laughs) (laughs) there was a lot to work with Mm. i was not uh i was not in danger of of having too little uh information to provide so um we as musicians definitely have a uh a bad reputation in some circumstances we are not always the easiest people to get along with no and i think we've all definitely been in a situation where uh things have uh been difficult you've you've had a rough green room hang You've had uh, somebody who has just been less than pleasant to be around. So uh, we wanted to kind of call that out, kind of have that conversation, because I think the uh, the real important thing, the, the thing that we really need to focus on is how we can uh, better ourselves and not be those people. And uh, hopefully when we get to the end of the conversation, we can kind of wrap up why that would be so important. Yeah. Now, before we get fully into that whole thing, I did want to take an opportunity to share a review that was left on the Apple Podcast application. If you want to hear your band shouted out on the podcast, the easiest way to do that is leave a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice, which now, thankfully, includes Spotify. So if you haven't done it already, please go and give us a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate it. This one is a five-star review. Uh, It was sent on Saturday. From RJM Base 76 says, Top notch. I am an avid regular listener. These guys know their stuff, and the content is both entertaining and informative. Hey. If you're a cover band musician, this podcast is a must listen. And that's from our buddy uh from it's these are the guys from Level Up. Oh our, our buddies from from New York. Excellent. So very big thanks to uh the guys from Level Up for the kind words. Once again, if you want to hear your name shouted out on the podcast, the easiest thing to do is to leave a review. So please go and do that. That being said, let's get back to the subject at hand, hang on, which hang on. is I had you, I had you off, off screen. It's just just, just uh, tee it up one more time. I had you off screen okay. for a second there. All right. With that being said, let's get back into the topic, which is, of course, toxic mindsets of musicians and what you can do to fix it. Do you have any thoughts about this, Dan? I think that, um, you know, I think it's really easy to fall into unhealthy mental patterns. I think that, um, I think that at a certain level, those are adaptive, they are survival based and it's, uh, understandable. Um, that doesn't mean that they are good (laughs) or that you should, um, that you wouldn't be better off if you confronted them in yourself. So, um, so, you know, I want to, I want to hold these, you know, the word toxic is pretty toxic. I, I, you know, if you hear yourself in any of this feeling bad is probably not a very useful response to that, but sort of introspection thinking, 
mm-hmm. investigation, that'd be something we'd like to be prompting here in this podcast. So, um, uh, I think I, I think I'd just say, hold, hold this next conversation a little bit lightly. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about words like problematic or unhealthy, it just, we were just trying to save some syllables. That's all. Yeah. 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 Toxic versus unhealthy or problematic. Right. You know, right. You drop in a couple. Right. So yeah, you know, one of the things that I, I remember hearing about anxiety, which is a thing that I have issues with, is that it's a good thing. It was there and it's been there for like thousands of years. Like it was the thing that made sure that like your ancestors uh, didn't get eaten by saber toothed tigers yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. And so it's important. The problem is, is that the, um, the prevalence of saber toothed tigers in your suburban neighborhood has diminished significantly in uh, those skills and, or uh, being equipped with that kind of awareness doesn't necessarily benefit you the same way. Right. So, right. But it's the same, know, it's the same pattern detection and threat detection that, kept our ancestors alive so that you can kind of yep. honor it as that, right? That's indeed, you know, that's a thing. So the first one that I wanted to uh, bring up is um, I'm going to say unhealthy competition. Okay. Now, have you experienced that in, um, in your local scene? <sighs> there are a couple of instances of it that I've, I've run across. I would say my scene is generally pretty supportive. Um, but um, especially when certain personalities have clashed, there has been some tension between, you know, my booking is mine and I'm not going to help you get in there or whatever. Yeah. Um, I would say that that's, that's not something that is real prevalent around here, but I certainly hear of it. Yeah. What would you consider the like the the line in the sand between healthy competition and unhealthy competition? Um, look, I think if your if you if your competitive attitude is founded in something other than a rising tide floats all boats, then it's probably not it's probably not doing you any favors. If for you yeah. some other band getting a gig, if what that means is you didn't get that gig, mm-hmm. that's not great. Let's not get ahead of ourselves that there that's on the list too. Is it? So. All right. Well, yeah. Um, you know, I think that, I think that I've never seen anybody around here, um, sabotage another group. Exactly. I've seen some, mm-hmm. I've seen some poaching of, of band members. Yeah. That's a thing. Um, which I don't know if they're poachable as somebody who like manages people in my day job, like if you can take my people from me, you probably deserve them. Like I've, I've, I've failed them in some way. Um, right. that's kind of how I feel about my band members too. Like if they're not happy doing this, then, um, then that's time for me to ask why. And they deserve to go be somewhere. They're going to be happy. So, yeah. um, so that's, that's, um, I don't know. I don't know. I used, I say that because I used the word poaching. and I kind of didn't like it when it came out of my mouth there. Hmm. Um, we had, um, there was a there was a venue that is pretty prominent around here that did a um they were trying to fill a hole in their calendar i think and they 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 posted this thing was like to, you know get post post on your band's page and get the most facebook likes to win this booking this particular night yeah and we went all in like i went for it i emailed all of my content my whole list like i emailed everybody and then the band that i had left about 6 months earlier piled on and started doing the same thing. And the two of us were competing for this and it was clearly, it was explicitly a competition. Um, but the way they came after us to take it, to take it, that felt a little personal. That felt a little personal. I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, we ended up winning that and, uh, and they got booked for the following week that like, the two of us were the only ones playing <laughs> kind of like other people yeah, yeah. posted and got a couple dozen likes. And we both were in the like many hundreds. Um, yeah. and so, uh, the venue, the venue put us both on and, and neither of us have gotten on their regular calendar since then, which, which was what we were hoping to, to parlay that into. Right. Um, that didn't feel great. Um, it was satisfying to have won it, but it didn't, it, the, the interpersonalness of it 
was not terrific. Um, Bit of a hollow victory, maybe. uh, uh, Satisfying, but in a way that doesn't really speak to my soul. Okay. It satisfied something that I don't really like about myself. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah, there, there are ways of, of where competition is a good thing, you know, going and seeing a group that, uh, inspires you to to do things. Absolutely. Or you see, you see some stuff that they're doing and you're like, man, I could really, we could do, we could implement this particular part of their show into our show to Mm. make our show better. Yeah. Um, but I definitely have heard stories where, um, there, there are bands in, in our scene where the, uh, the band leader didn't want his guys playing with other groups. And so he would like hold fake dates Ooh. so that they couldn't book them. And then yeah. he would like cancel them at the last minute, yeah. that kind of thing. It's gross. I, there's, there's a lot of those kinds of examples out there. Um, it's not great. It's not and, great. and, and ultimately you, you should be a person who, uh, builds people up and yeah. congratulates them when they're when they're successful it'll yeah. make you look better overall even yeah. if you don't necessarily feel it in the moment it's it doesn't take it takes very little effort to uh be happy for pe- someone else yeah. yeah yeah and it actually feels better so yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a better it's a better thing overall for sure yeah yeah so yeah try and find ways for things that would Necess- it initially make you feel jealous um to feel motivated yeah. motivating yeah. instead yeah that yeah. would be my my lesson there yeah and i think um you know some some other the, the, be when you're on the far side of that and you um i have some people on from friends on facebook who are, have been in bands that have been really inspiring to me locally really 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 killer players who you know, and, and, um, and who I really looked up to when I was starting to band lead and starting to have all that stuff happen, um, who I'm now, like, we have a little bit of a back channel. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the in group about that with some of those guys. And that's like the, that's like the other side of the competition. Like it's, I've, I've competed enough to earn a seat at the table in that conversation and it's a real honor. And I did it. Yeah. I did it honorably. Right. I didn't take anything from anybody to make that happen. And, um, right. and that's, I think that's really, I think that's, that's a, it's a thing that I think from the jealous, petty, zero sum game view of competition, it's hard to see that as the, as the end game, but, but it's yeah. pretty great to have played it well and, and gotten there. So, yeah. So to kind of like piggyback off of that and what you had said, uh, earlier, I would say that the, the next thing that we, uh, struggle with a lot, uh, in, in just kind of the music community is a, is scarcity mindset, ah. which we talk about a lot, don't we? We do. It's been a while, but we, well, we talk about the, the opposite of the scarcity mindset, but you know, if you, uh, the thing that that's been really great is like, I've sent you a couple of emails and we've been getting them, um, recently is that we've got a lot of people who've just kind of like stumbled onto our stuff from the very first time. And they're like, Holy hell, there's like almost 200 episodes that I've got to like (laughs) catch up to. So this is for, uh, for those folks and for anybody who could use refreshers. So the Yeti kind of scarcity mindset is that the, the idea that if somebody else in your scene has, or gets something, they are taking it directly away from you. That's kind of what that feels like internally when you are operating from a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Or, so, or at least them booking that gig means I didn't get to book that gig and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And I so, yeah, sh- they, they make more gig. money than I do. They make more money than my band does. That's yep. a bad thing. Or they get to do the thing that I want to do. And that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not that you shouldn't feel envious or, um, you know, jealous of, you know, people who get killer gigs that, you know, they've got better connections and stuff. But there's, there's that, and you can feel that in the moment, kind of let it wash over you. But the next, the next part of your thought process should be, well, how do I do that? Right. And, and be resourceful and not necessarily just dwell on the negativity about it. You know, the, you know, I had a, the, um, the sadness, you know? Yeah. I had a creative writing teacher in college who, um, (laughs) he had a thing that he called the jealousy test. 
So like mm-hmm. when he, when he read something, if he was jealous of it, that meant it was really good. Like yeah. his, his jealousy was his test for like, wow, that's really good work. Um, and it didn't mean anything beyond that for him. Yeah. It can be just a passing fleeting moment. And, and then, you know, you can choose to be productive about yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, we, we don't really talk so much about scarcity mindset, but we do talk a lot about abundance mindset, yeah. which, you know, is the antithesis of the other. So the, the main idea behind that is that, yeah, somebody may have gotten a cool opportunity, but that doesn't mean that you won't have a cool opportunity and that you, your band or your project can't do something that other bands can't do. And that ultimately, if there are groups that are ahead of you, kind of further along in their journey or, you know, bigger in popularity in your market, ultimately they're raising the value of live music in, in your town. That's Bingo. a good thing. You Bingo. want you want people in, in front of you yep. to set those standards That's for right. what you know what what bands That's should right. cost That's and right. what bands should make. So That's right. And, and and opportunity breeds opportunity. The more Yep. You know, your scene is alive and vibrant and people are getting hired and playing and paid and all of that. Like that just builds opportunity for everybody. So yeah. there's really nothing to be jealous of. If somebody else has some really cool thing going on, embrace it because it, it, it literally, they're paving the way for you. Absolutely. And so, like I said, don't mistake the, you shouldn't feel envious when cool things happen for other bands because it's kind of unavoidable, but you're just gonna, like, you're gonna. don't dwell on it. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, or, it's or, fine. Or, like, or I, don't, don't have it lead you into actions that are destructive or negative or take away from somebody else's, you know, um, experience or joy or celebration, you know, celebrate with them. You can be jealous yeah. and celebrate with them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah th- th- those aren't mutually exclusive. At all. You can, you yeah. can do both yeah. simultaneously yeah. for sure. Yeah. That, yeah, that's been field tested and approved. <laughs> yep. At least in, in my life for yep. sure. Yep. Yep. Even if like at the bar, you're like, dude, I want to kill you. This is awesome. Good. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Like, I'm like, dude, damn it. I wish I had gotten I'm that fully like, like, man, good I'm for you. Dying of jealousy. This is the best thing that could ever happen. Go you. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. So those kind of seem to be the things that you deal with a lot, like in the room, like when you're like dealing with people, this next one. Uh, that came up is is one of the more of those like online things, but you're still going to deal with it a little bit in uh, in meat space, which is the the binary thinking. Now, do you are you no, familiar say, with say that? some more about what you mean by that? So, again, I I've had to do my research uh, this week. the The concept of binary thinking is making complex concepts, problems, and uh, ideas in simplifying them in a way that makes them an either or scenario when in reality they're not this is this is <laughs> you and i are both americans we don't have any we, we don't do that what are you talking about the funny thing the first thing that popped in my head was mike myers mess and i'll go and if it's not scottish it's crap yeah, right like that's binary thinking yeah yeah yeah. Is it Scottish? No. Well, it's crap. Then, then it's crap. Isn't that Scottish? Yeah, you know, it, a, a lot of times people might might take the term as elitism or um, or gatekeeping. I feel like those are slightly different. This one is kind of more, it's literally like a, if it's not this, it's that. It's this rigid thought structure kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the the interview, that, that conversation I had with Neil P from... Uh, formerly of Reagan youth was talking a lot about rigid thought structures. It's very prevalent in the, in the punk hardcore DIY community. It's like, you know, you have to do this or you're not punk. You have to play these many shows or you're not a real musician. It's the, a real musician mm. thing that really, <laughs> you have to have, you have to meet these criteria. Is that the source also of um, rejecting overplayed songs? I think so. Yeah. Um, uh, if a song is popular, it can't be good. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Kind or, of a de- those yeah. kind of defeatist attitudes. Yeah. Yeah. But the, um, the other things that like I kind of used as, um, as examples are, oh, you can't play 
heavy metal on a on a Telecaster, or you can't play country music on an on a uh, on an Explorer. Mm. Like things that like this thing has to be this way, or it's not the thing I I think it is. Right, right. The purest, you know, approach. Right, right. Whereas like music is very much a um, is it subjective or objective? This is me being subjective. It's yeah. something that the subject interprets and it's very much a subject personal thing. interpretation and experience. And yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So don't do that. So don't do that. Kind of and, if you, you, and if you um, do, you're a jerk. Yeah. You're a jerk. Actually, I, you know, I prefer the, um, the English term, uh, you're a bell end. <laughs> I don't exactly understand the, like the, well, it's the, an, it's an anatomical the, reference. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It has to be because I mean, yeah, no, it or, is. Or, yeah, it's somebody is. a knob. Exactly. That's yeah. what you, yes, that's, yeah. yeah. That's, I just love the like bell end. I know. I know. I enjoy it too. Love it. I'm with you. They have such a way with words. True. They invented them. Yep. So yeah, binary thinking. Don't do it. Don't do it. And yeah. And if you do, you're terrible. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So kind of dovetailing the binary thinking is the is the gatekeeping we talk a lot about the gatekeeping in in like online culturally guitar-y things but have you have you been subjected to that kind of um criticism ever well i mean in the cover band world i think there's there's still this phenomenon of like i'm too cool for certain songs Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're if you're gonna be that band, if you're gonna be that dad band who plays Mustang Sally, like I'm out. I'm too I'm too good for that. Right. Um you're not, by the way. But that's that's part of the that's part of it. And and then the other thing, and the guitar community is so terrible about this. You know, you you see somebody are, are you on um our guitars or guitar players on Reddit. I've been banned from our guitar. I'm not allowed it's to post good. there. Well, you're better off. Um, cause it's constant. It's full of people. Like, how do I get faster? I'm trying, I just need to get faster. I want to be faster at guitar. I'll be faster. Faster is what I want. Yep. And, um, I've quit saying like, consider setting a goal called being more musical. Consider, you know, listening to some people who aren't about blistering speed, but are about, tasty note choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not much uptake on that concept no. uh, in the guitar community in general. I think it's mostly about technical skill and not really about um, the fact that it, it's an art uh, doesn't seem clear to guitarists. No, it's a sport. <laughs> it's a sport. Like we said, music <laughs> is a competition. There's a governing body. Mm. The, the internet the is the governing drug body. testing. Mandatory drug testing uh, and is. And you have to test positive. Yes, you, you have, have to mandatorily you have to test positive for drugs. Performance enhancing uh, drugs. You have to, have to, have to. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, the the idea that like, well, I I've definitely stepped in it on purpose on multiple occasions, mm-hmm. talking about how um, the online guitar community doesn't care for uh, people or musicians who don't look and think and act like the majority and, does and be gendered. And, like. uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's not great. It's not great. And so if you, uh, the, the other thing about gatekeeping is that it's basically like, it's, if we're talking about toxic mindsets, it's one that is like intentionally weaponized against other people. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, I started playing guitar because I was a weird little kid and guitar and in like that community felt like this like group of misfits, these outcasts that kind of welcomed, welcomed me with open arms. Yeah. I don't know what I would have done as a 11 or 12 year old guitar player. If I had posted a video of myself, just like trying and then getting like, like slayed. Yeah. With with crappy internet comments, but, like, but I mean, you see it happen all the time, all the it, time. It's yeah, it's kind of the default mode. Yeah, 
yeah. of of that whole that whole situation. Yeah. So yeah, no, listen, um, it just be, me out. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right with you. Being being a weirdo who played guitar in public and played you know st- created bands and made that kind of thing. That was like that was my high school survival strategy. Like I, I, mm-hmm. nothing, I had nothing else going for me, and um, I'm glad there wasn't a venue for me to be publicly judged the way there is now. Mm-hmm. Cause it's brutal. It's brutal. There was somebody who posted, um, a video a couple of days ago on, on our guitar. Um, that was, um, I can't remember what it was playing, but it was, it was a, it was a finger style arrangement of something that he'd found somewhere. And, um, Hey, what do you think? Feedback, you know, real feedback. And I was one of the early, I think, I was among the first people to see it. I happened upon it right after he posted it. And and like, yeah, the first thing that I want to say was bro, tune your guitar. Cause yikes, yikes. But like, yeah, I, I stopped myself and it's like, wow, great arrangement. I can tell you really worked that, you know, you're headed somewhere. This is good. First thing, yeah. tune your guitar. You'll be like 80% better. If you do second thing, bust yourself down to a metronome, slow it down by four times and get clean at a fourth speed. And that's going to help a lot. And, but, but you know, and then build it back up from there and whatever, but like, and then I watched the comments pile on like, dude, you suck at tuning guitars and you should, you know, if you can't tune a guitar, why bother? It's like, yeah. So hard to, to, uh, be in the world right now anyway. Like, why do we have to add all of this? You know, how do we, mm-hmm. why would I all this judgment to somebody who's like putting their toe in some creative waters and trying to discover something, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. It does suck. And, you know, the, the funny thing is that like after compiling this list and I want to say, so like we did five, but like there's, there's, there's a lot of them. So mm-hmm. um, some of the ones that we didn't mention antagonism towards your audience, <laughs> uh, your opinion is the audience opinion yeah. entitlement uh, diva slash egotistical behavior. The problem is, is that you take all of those and even the ones that we kind of already talked about, and you can just kind of mush them in together into one thing. And really like the list that we just came up with is literally just like, probably just like one thing and one thing in general. Yeah. And that my friends is insecurity. That's that's really the crux of the issue. Yeah. Is people who are not sure about themselves who want to pretend like they are, so they project this air of superiority or whatever. Yeah. As a way to mask the fact that they don't feel that way about themselves. Yeah. The only reason I need to turn it back on anyone else is because it takes the attention off me. For sure. Yeah. Uh I in doing the research for for the video, I uh, I found a, an article by Psychology Today, and it was it was four things uh, that insecure people do all the time. You ready for this? This sounds like the worst green room hang of all time, and I've definitely been I've been there. Uh, somebody who makes other people feel bad or feel less than by the way that they talk. Someone who has to constantly uh, talk about their accomplishments and achievements people who constantly uh, name drop or humble brag and people who constantly complain about the, uh, the conditions of their current situation Mm. and how their standards are so much higher. Wow. I mean, how many times Mm. have you sat in a gig with a person like that? Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it's like the, it, it is the blueprint of like the worst person on the gig. Like yeah. Yeah. none. Yeah. That's the guy you don't ask back. Absolutely. And, and, and I think that's really ultimately the point is that uh, people who act that way, uh, they give other musicians a bad reputation yeah. and they don't get asked back. The one thing that I have, ultimately tried to do more than anything is to not be that guy. Yeah. And I definitely feel like the internal pull to do those things, especially when I'm like, I don't know the people I'm I've worked with before uh, or like, I feel kind of out of my depth or kind of people are, are 
more competent than I am. And it's just like, it, it does take a, like an active mental push to be like, just be quiet. Yeah. You can just be the invisible person. And honestly, that's probably what they want. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is that like, I know tons of players who have way, like are much better players and more competent musicians than I am that don't get the phone calls that I get just because I have really actively worked on not being insufferable at gigs. Yeah. And the only reason why I know that is that I have 100% been that person. Right, right, right. In certain right. circumstances. Right. Yeah, there, there's a, there's, a, I'm, I'm working on, um, sort of my flavor of that that I'm working on in my life right now is, is just sort of internalizing. It's better to listen than to talk right now. Yep. It's better to not say something and appear foolish than to open your mouth and confirm it to be true. Yeah. I think I said that right. Yeah. It sounded right. No, I'm with you. Yeah. You know, insecurity is just one of those things that like we, we are insecure people by nature. We are a, we're a, a, uh, a tribe of humans who have decided that our value and our worth, uh, should we put in the hands of strangers? And that is how we determine <laughs> they're going to they're gonna clap how, or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's fair to say that probably people are either insecure out loud or lying about it. Yeah. People. I'm not talking about musicians. Sure. But, you know, especially with such a, um, with an, with a, an art form that is so deliberately coll- collaborative, it mm, is in public. Yeah. yeah. It is so much more problematic. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when people are like that. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, this is not necessarily a, uh, an indictment on those who have done so or who do it currently. It's more of a, hey, like people notice this kind of thing. Yeah. And if you don't want to be viewed as a person like that. Yeah then these are the things you need to be aware of. Yeah. And look, this could be a wake up call for you, Mr. or Mrs. Listener, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that there's behavior that you exhibit that needs considering. It could be a wake up call for you, Mr. or Mrs. Band member, that there's somebody in your orbit who, you know, like, what do you do? You reach out and say, are you okay? Maybe you, you, yeah. you know, ultimately decide whether you want to participate with that person. Nobody says you have to participate with anyone um so what i'm gonna make a bold statement let's hear it i think that as musicians we should put an equal amount of time into the work that we need to do in order to be able to play the music that we need to perform and our mental health i like it and if you think that seems like an audacious thing to say, or or you're kind of going, well, why would I go to all of that trouble or spend time on something that, you know, makes me less insecure or whatever, um, as I would the thing that literally puts money in my pocket, right? But I would, I would, I would say, I would say this. Do you think or have you ever considered that being a better person might make give you better gigs? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And even if it Something doesn't even if it didn't, even if you didn't believe that connection to to be valid, when you go to bed at night, who do you want to have been that day? Yep. And I think I think yeah, the, other, I, the other thing of it is, um, when I look back at times in my life when insecurity has really run me, it has, it's never seemed like the insecurity was optional. Right. Right. It hasn't ever seemed like there was a clear, there, there, it's just seemed like that's how it is. Right. Right. So I think that's the other thing to acknowledge is like, it actually is one possible way to be. That's all. That's all. It's not a right well, or wrong it, way to be necessarily. It's just one possible way. 
and it's 100% of discipline. It's a thing that you can practice. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And the real, the real crux of the issue is shut up. <laughs> shut up to the gig. <laughs> do the thing you're supposed to do. Yeah. And just shut up. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Get the job done. Get out. You can be insecure. You can feel anxious. You can do all of those things. Yeah. But if you do it quietly yeah. to yourself, yeah. you might have fooled everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that in, in my professional sphere, um, product management, um, is, is what I do for a living during the day. And, and it is when you, when you scratch the surface of a product manager, you find, yeah. And you don't have to go deep before you find imposter syndrome. It's there mm-hmm. under each and every one of us. Cause the discipline is not well-defined and it's different in every organization and you're, it's a very visible job. And, um, and so there've been times I've been plagued by it in, in my, in my work. And what I found there is to do is to pretend I'm not. Yeah. Just, just don't let that come out my mouth. What's the funny thing is that like the, the concept of imposter syndrome is like, well, I'm just going to pretend when you are in fact pretending. Yeah. And by the way, guess what? We all are. Yeah. It, I mean, come on. Like Dan and I have literally looked in each other's faces for the past three plus years, yeah. nearly 200 episodes yeah. talking about things about finding success. And you could, you could throw a, a, a cat in any direction and hit another musician who are more successful. Than Absolutely. We are. Absolutely. But there are lots of other people who, you know, don't know the things that we know yep. that have benefited from this. And, you know, we, we talk to people all the time who are like, I'm just, glad that somebody was willing to share what they knew. Yeah. Yeah. And we said we'd be the ones who put ourselves on mic and talked. Yeah. And we will be the ones, you know, to hold up for scrutiny, yeah. uh, based on that. So, yeah. yeah. uh, it is, it, there's, there's not too much to say about that. It, it, it's a, um, it's a choice that you make. And, uh, I feel like an imposter all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that, even if I say something and it's wrong or I try something and I fall on my face, like even that can be <laughs> helpful to somebody else. So, well, and to you, I mean, the point, the point of, the point of all of that is to learn. Mm-hmm. So I've learned a hell of a lot in the past three years. <laughs> yeah. Yes. For sure. So, so, you know, I, I hope that, over the next couple of weeks, we can get back into, <laughs> into playing shows and yeah. talking about other things. But I felt that um, given the like deluge of responses I got when I posted the initial question, that was probably something we needed to talk about. Yeah. And if you want a, uh, a more condensed version of that, it'll be up on the YouTubes uh, on Friday. So cool. So there you have it. Toxic behaviors in musicians. Knock, Stop it. Knock it Don't off. do it. Knock it off. Work 100%. Well, that was awesome. Yeah. It was a fun convo. So uh, if there were any toxic mindsets or attitudes that we forgot, you should absolutely let us know. Email us, coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what your picks might be. Uh, also, just if you've got cool things going on and you wanted to share it, do that too. tag us on social media, hit us up on the email, go to the group, do whatever you got to do. Um, we would just as soon share in your successes than um, wallow in the fact that we're just, you know, sitting at our houses until things warm up for a little bit. Indeed. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for this week. Me too. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, we are closing in on 200 episodes. Dan keeps going like, hey, we need to plan something. <laughs> we do. I, I have something. If we were to do something for a 200th episode, what should we do? Ooh, email us. Coverandconfidentialgmail.com because I am running out of ideas. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> I'm saying like I'm. we are so open to feedback. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody you want us to interview or... Yeah, I don't know. I've I've definitely reached out to some folks, and there's there's some interesting stuff out there. I just don't know if like 200. I mean, it's like it's a round number. It's got zeros in it and everything. Yeah. So let's have a see. We'll have to see. Our last uh, our last big uh, round number like that. We had a crossover with uh, Gig Gab, and that was awesome. 
It was. It was a lot of fun. So. So. I got I got some I got some feelers out. Just right. things aren't necessarily moving. I don't have anything well anything to speak of as of yet. You know, it'll come when it comes. It's true. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh I hope you're doing well out there and that uh things are picking back up for you. Um you know, we're kind of all looking at uh things down the pipeline for you know a couple of weeks from now and uh we'll all be back out there doing the thing and making the money and having a good time. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, If you want to support the podcast, you can do that a number of ways, but we'll go ahead and let Adam Moskowitz for now Hmm. talk about it. We've we've had some conversations on the Patreon channel. Nothing against uh, Adam. No, uh, Adam Adam started it. Adam said like, who's going to follow me up here? It's been me for a long time. We need a new bumper. He's like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to to pass the torch. Yeah, it's good. So we're going to let him do that. And hopefully you'll, you'll hear, uh, a new bumper Somebody. in the uh, in the near future. Yep. Otherwise, uh, thanks for your support. Love you guys. Be well. Play some stuff. From Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of February 4th, 2022. Have an awesome And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all the socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins, the losses, the behind the scenes, goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it. For Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida, that was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! Mm.